Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. What's up? What's up? Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here in... New York City. Uh, typically, a very uh, heavy NFL show is we're heading into week 14. But the fact that uh, Fisdale was fired yesterday, head coach for the Knicks, no longer. Um, let's start right there. We'll probably go hard and heavy for the first hour talking all things Knicks. And O.J. Anderson's going to pop by. Let's talk some Giants with Ron Rivera getting fired from the Carolina Panthers and his relationship with uh, Dave Gettleman. And the speculation that the Dallas Cowboys, they lose again on Thursday night and the speculation that Jason Garrett will be unemployed in Dallas, possibly sometime soon in his relationship and uh, history with the Giants. That could be an opportunity there. So we'll talk to O.J. Anderson about the potential um, head coaching situation for the Giants moving forward. Uh, we're going to hear from Alan Hahn, who, let's face it, uh, has his finger on the pulse of this team, probably better than most. He was on the Michael K. show yesterday. So we'll hear from him. We'll hear from Jalen Rose. We'll hear from Stephen A. Smith, Woj, who broke the story, and that is that David Fisdale fired after 18 months as the head coach of the Knicks. Their record, 4-18, and worst in the Eastern Conference. So um, they lost eight straight, 129-92 to against Denver, just a complete blowout. Maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back. There's no. Here's the thing. There's no surprise here, right? We weren't shocked with this news. Along with David Fisdale, assistant Keith Smart was also let go as well. Steve Mills and Scott Perry still on board. But uh, there's a number of reports out there that Steve Mills is on the hot seat. So Mike Miller is the interim coach right now. James Dolan, since he took over the team, 12 head coaches have come in to try to fix this complete mess. D'Antoni, Woodson, Fisher, Hornacek, just to name a few. And I guess the big question mark moving forward now is, Knicks fans, is who would you like to see come in? Um, There are a number of names out there, and I'm going to dive into them shortly, but what what went wrong here is it is, is it really it was it really a situation where Fisdale was just a poor coach i don't believe so i think it it really went wrong with a and you you you've got to give blame where blame is due and the relationship with Porzingis in this franchise and this organization due to Phil Phil Jackson I think was so detrimental because to me that was the first domino effect that 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 really the domino that fell that kind of made one thing happen after another that just set this organization this franchise um, in reverse. I said it last night. I was on last night. I feel like whenever we talk about the Knicks or you know there, there's always a sense of optimism each and every year where you want to believe that the Knicks are taking one step forward, but it always seems like they take three steps back. But Fisdale, unfortunately, a man who, when, when he was hired, we heard about, you know, players in, in the league love Fisdale. He's got such a great rapport and relationship with a lot of players, players that would love to play for him. He was the guy that could come in and kind of mend that fence that was totally broke between KP and this organization because of Phil Jackson, but that couldn't happen. So what happened? KP gets traded. Number two, this is a Knicks team that only won 17 games last year. And because the system is what it is, trying to avoid teams from tanking, 
The Knicks do not get the number one pick, and they miss out on Zion. Blow number two. And then blow number three, Kyrie and Durant. They're, 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 they're in this area. They're in this, this, this zip code, but they're not, they're not at the garden. They're at the Barclays Center and they're playing for the Nets and not the Knicks. So that's blow number three. And then even blow number four, where I think Mills and Perry really need to have some accountability here is, you know, knee jerk reaction. They go out, they drop $70 million in 24 hours in spending money on players to come in and try to contribute so that they could win now as opposed to sitting back and going, okay, you know what? Strike one, strike two, strike three. We really screwed up this year. Nothing really fell. Nothing came our way. We weren't lucky with anything. We've got a black cloud over this organization right now. Let's take this year and regroup as opposed to going out and, and not being patient, right? Wasn't, wasn't that the word we were using? Oh, this is the next rebuild. Look at what the 76ers have done. You know, you got to be patient, got to rebuild. But went out and, and dropped seventy million dollars in twenty four hours once they missed out on Kyrie and Durant and, and players that they swung and missed on as well. So there has to be some accountability with Mills and Perry as well. Um, and again, there are some reports that Mills is on the hot seat. So that's where we stand right now. I, I know we've got a full bank of calls eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. But I do want to play if you haven't been uh, tuning into what a lot of the opinion is. In around um, our talent here on 98.7 ESPN and, of course, all over the ESPN airwaves. Let's listen in. First and foremost, here's Alan Hahn, the Michael K. show, when he was asked, did you see this firing coming? Yeah, it felt like it. I mean, yeah, I thought it was going to be – I thought it was going to happen after Monday. I mean, when I did my show Tuesday, I was I opened it by saying how surprised I was that he was still the coach of the team. And I was even more surprised that he had he ran practice today uh, and was speaking with the media. That's another thing. How dysfunctional. And, 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 you know, granted, yeah, we could sit here and we could talk about Fizdale being fired, but I'd rather, the conversation I'd rather, um, have for the, the, the first hour of the show is, is future wise, looking forward. Is, is there optimism here? Is, is this a situation that could be turned around even though James Dolan is still the owner of this organization? Because what happened yesterday and how that went down, total dysfunction. Right. Not only that, but the press conference that that Mills and Perry had just what a, a month, two months ago. I forget. It's football season. Time flies for me at this time of the year. But where they they spoke to the media and they they came out and just pretty much threw Fizdale under the bus a few months ago, a month ago, a few weeks ago. I don't recall. But like that behavior is dysfunctional and really perplexing, and the fact that Fizdale. Had a practice yesterday, spoke to the media after practice, and then was fired after that. Screams dysfunctional. And when, when you know in this day and age in the NBA, you need alphas. You need, you need those big name players, the ones that the Knicks missed out on with Kyrie and Durant to come here to help this franchise turn it around and win some, some basketball games. You're not going to get it if you continue to display this type of dysfunctional behavior. It's not going to happen. You're not going to. You're not going to get it. Uh, let's listen in more from Alan Hahn in regard to he was asked um, 
about uh, the situation with Mills right now. Again, there are a number of reports that he's on the hot seat. This is what Alan Hahn had to say on the K show yesterday. You can be comfortable with a person, but are you comfortable with losing? He was comfortable with Isaiah Thomas for a number of years before he finally had to realize that this is not working. You know, it, I mean, it's. It, I always joke around. It's that line from Jerry Maguire. It ain't show friends. It's show business. You right. know, and so you can stay friends, but if it's not good for business, it's time to move on. Uh, I'm also friendly with Steve Mills. I've known him for a long time. We're both from Long Island, so you know I'm not going to hide behind that. It's it's true, but I've told him as well. I mean, when I, when I talk to him, it's the same thing. You know, the, you know, you're in the crosshairs now because usually he's been sort of the anonymous you know executive around there, um, but he's been around there for a long time, and everybody's taken note of it. So he's got to wear it. He certainly knows it, and that's again that's something that you have to keep an eye on going forward because the other question is you. You want to bring in the best of the best. We're in New York. You should always hire the best coaches you can because there's no salary cap, as I said, on coaching. So you get the best, most experienced people. But you also have to make sure that those people want to want to coach for you. They want to work for you. And there could be some stipulations where a coach will say, I'll take the job, but not if you know those people are running the team. So I, I was listening to the promo uh, before the show started, and, and Don LaGreca had had made a comment that uh, is part of the promo, and that is where this all went went wrong was not getting Durant because a lot of people feel the big deal. The the reason, the main reason why the Knicks went out and brought Fizdale in is because of his relationship with Kevin Durant, and Fizdale would be able to help solidify that unity and and help land Kevin Durant for this organization. Of course, as we know, that did not happen. Stephen A. Smith. Um, who, as we know, uh, you can listen to and watch First Take Monday through Friday on ESPN, and we know he's a huge Knicks, fans, Knicks fan. This is what he had to say in regard to Fizz. I thought they made the wrong decision, and it wasn't to knock David Fizzdale in any way uh, because he can coach, and I don't think he was being he was given enough to work with. I definitely think he got a raw deal, and it's a damn shame that he presided over the franchise as coach. But as I stated on many, many occasions, he was the wrong guy for the job because the only guy for the job, in my estimation, is someone with New York roots. When they open their mouth, not only do you believe what they have to say, but you're inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're one of your own. In most instances, that would not be what you want in a head coach. That wouldn't be the criteria. But the New York Knicks job is not most situations. Uh, more as well from Paul Perkins talking about Fizz and how he was set up to fail. Players around the league, Coach Fisdell has a lot of support, right, from LeBron yes. and Dwayne Wade have talked very much about him. He's had support in some of the other places, even Memphis, where he where um, he was fired from also. But he and Marcus Gasol, who had some issues, have buried and, the hatchet and have and a good then, relationship now. Right. But, I mean, he's a champion. Mm-hmm. Like, Fizz is a great coach. Just He has to be put in a good situation. Um, but... You know, you just look at this this whole situation is just wrong. He was set up for failure from the jump, and you know now he could just kind of go take a deep breath, enjoy his family, because I know he's been stressed out. Hey, Fizz, I'm supporting you, my brother. That's <laughs> Paul Perkins on the jump. Uh, here's Jalen Rose. I'm sorry, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Person Perkins on the jump, and here's Jalen Rose. His comments in regard to the Knicks. When you look at the Forbes list, they're number one. Mm-hmm. They're worth $4 billion. They got four wins currently. Yeah. Just think about that math. They've had the same owner in James Dolan, just like the Cowboys with Jerry Jones. And every time we talk about their squad, we talk about their owner. If you're going to get somebody elite, you got to give them the autonomy to do their job. And that seems like something they have not done. 
So that was Stephen A. Smith, Jalen Rose, Perkins. Now here's Woj on the culture of the Knicks. There is a culture at Madison Square Garden with the Knicks of scapegoating. Uh, typically it falls on the coach. And, you know, David Fisdale signed up to coach Chris Tapps Porzingis, have a chance at free agency to get some A-list free agents. And he has none of that. He has a roster that is built to be doing exactly what it's done and, and that's get blown out on a regular basis in the NBA. Again, Woj referring to it, uh, and, and, and I, I truly believe that. Big reason why Fisdale was brought in, his relationship with Kevin Durant, and the hope and, and aspirations that uh, this would be an organization that would not only just land Kevin Durant, but land Kyrie Irving as well. And that did not happen. Not getting the number one pick after only winning 17 games last season, and Zion going to New Orleans, not New York. Having to trade KP because could not mend that fit, mend that fence uh, that was destroyed by Phil Jackson in this organization. It's just it's 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 a lot of bad stuff. It's a lot of negativity. It's a lot of negative things that 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 are taking place one after another after another that just made it really impossible for this organization to do well. So what now? What now? How do you correct this? A lot of people feel that James Dolan, it's him. It begins and ends with him, and he needs to sell the team. Knicks will never be good. No top-notch free agent will ever want to come here if James Dolan continues to be the owner of the Knicks. Maybe that's the solution. Will James Dolan sell the team? No. You know why? Because the garden is packed each and every night, and he's making money hand over fist. Could he make more money if this Knicks organization was winning ball games and they could sell more more marketing? They could they could do more marketing and sell more advertising. Absolutely. But but the garden is is packed each and every night. This is a team they've only won four games. I, I, listen, I, I'm from Miami, born and raised. Was there was was at the draft party when the Miami Heat drafted Ronnie Cycli, first pick ever. I'll tell you what, Heat losing, they stink. Nobody goes. Nobody goes. You could go to that arena and you could hear a pin drop. What happens? They go out, they bring in Shaq, they sign Dwayne Wade, they bring in uh, that, that era, they win a championship, that era goes away. What do they do next? They go after LeBron James. Not one, not two, not three. What happens? Packed. Can't even, can't even buy a ticket. Can't get a ticket. Gotta beg for tickets because they're winning. They're losing? Pin drop. Nobody goes. Not the case here. Not the case. So what's the motivational factor for James Dolan to sell the team? He's making money. 800-919-3776. 800-919-3776. Sal, Lex, Jimmy, uh, Nick, hang tight. We'll get to you guys. Also, Amin Al-Hassan is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. Get his take, his inside scoop in what just went down. And, and also this hour, I want to focus what next? Who out there could be a possibility for the Knicks to go out and bring in as a head coach to, to at least make the right step moving forward to get the right head coach in here? to hopefully see change for the better. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you here on the Saturday afternoon in the city, Burr. It is cold outside. Um, supposed to be beautiful on Monday and Tuesday, by the way. High supposed to be 60. That's nice. Maybe get a little uh, last-minute golf game in before uh, winter truly hits. By the way, join join Peter Rosenberg broadcasting live Saturday, December 14th from 7 to 9 ahead of the top-ranked boxing showdown between Terrence Crawford and... Egyptus Kavaliuaska. Really? 
You just nailed that girl. You just <laughs> Is Nikki in there doing a dance? Is she doing <laughs> Oh my god! I was really happy. I got that. Uh, can, we, can we just go with Ek? Ek? Like what? I'm really proud of you. I never would have gotten that. He'll be down the street from uh, from the Garden um, at Versa, two eighteen West Thirty Fifth Street. While you're there, enter to win a pair of tickets to see the fight that night, plus tons of other great top-ranked boxing giveaways. Fight night with Peter Rosenberg, brought to you by Versa, a rooftop restaurant experience like no other. By the way, Nikki and uh, Kyrie working the show today. So thank you guys. All right, uh, let's rip through your calls. Again, Amin Hassan. We're going to hear from him in about 10 minutes here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, let's kick it off with Sal. Sal, welcome in. Good morning, Anita. How are you? Great. Okay, quick question. I'm just being inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Week, um, I don't know if uh, you probably remember this guy called in after I did, and he was in a knockout pool. They said there was 31 people left for a million dollars. Yes, and I told him, I, I no, I think it was a hundred. I think it was 150 people left, right? Oh, oh I thought he said okay. Okay, maybe maybe it was th- maybe it was, but I, but I remember I said I did the math and I said, why don't you guys come together and just agree to walk away right now? And you all would walk away. I want to say like it came out to be like $9,000. They each would have walked away with like $9,000. And he said, no, 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 no. Remember that? Right, right. Right. So what I'm saying is he was, I mean, I don't, like I said, he called in. He asked for your opinion. But you were adamant just, you know, keep taking Carolina, Carolina, because he wanted to take Kansas City. And you told him don't take Kansas City because it's a rivalry game. I was, I was thinking just like you, you know, you were and stuff like that, because you don't know how the Raiders will play. I, I was just thinking if he called in and if he took your advice or his own advice. Um, I don't know, but Kansas, okay. I, Kansas City did play. I mean, Kansas City did win 40 to 9. Yep, yep. No, um, but, whether he, who's I'll just be inquisitive, that's all. I don't know. I would love to hear from him um, because there were a lot of people who lost their uh, – Sal, thank you for the phone call. There were a lot of people who lost their uh, – I hate to call it a suicide pool. Ugh, survivor pool, right? Um, Bengals beating the Jets. A lot of people had the Jets last week. Uh, where's that Where's that Carolina game? Because they lost. I can't believe they lost. They lost the Redskins. What? How'd that happen? Redskins 29-21 to the Panthers. Gosh, they just wet the bed. Um, Jaguars losing to the Buccaneers. Um, Broncos beating the Chargers. Chargers losing to the, to the Denver Broncos with Drew Locke. Are you kidding me? And the Chiefs just crushed it 40-9. to So, yeah, hopefully he took the Kansas City Chiefs and didn't go with Carolina. But a lot of people got eliminated from their survivor pool last week. Uh, let's go to uh, Jimmy in Staten Island. Jimmy, you're up. Hey, Anita, good afternoon. How you, how you doing? Great, great. Your thoughts on uh, Fizdale? Yes, um, I actually wanted to touch topic on that. Uh, in regards to the Knicks, I mean, I just think that it's uh, it's an abysmal of an organization, and it starts from the top. And uh, I think actually the Knicks did David Fizdale. They gave him his Christmas gift early because they let him go. I don't think he deserved that. And uh, lastly, I just think that, uh, you know, you said that, um, you know, who would want the job? I mean, honestly, I, I'm, and I'm pretty sure you, I think you'd probably feel the same way. We, we, Stephen A. would feel the same way. We would all love to see Mark Jackson. But, and Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, you know, um, but in regards to those guys, I just don't think that, you know, I don't want I don't want them to come here and tarnish their careers either, you know, and get the same treatment that David Fisdale got. You know, I just don't, it, I just, I don't here, know where this organization goes. Here, here's the thing. 
and and this is this is coaching across the board, right? There there are folks out there, there are human beings out there who are dying to be head coaches, whether it's NBA, NFL, whatever, skipper, major league baseball, whatever that whatever. And a lot of it is an individual who feels like, all right, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait because my services are always going to be desired and I'm always going to be highly coveted and an organization is always going to want me. So I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait for the right situation. I'm going to write, I'm, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to write, wait for the right opportunity. It's going to be the opportunity that, that I, I, that I choose, not the opportunity that chooses me because I'm so, I'll use the word desperate because I'm so desperate for a job. I'm so desperate for a head coaching job that I'll take the Knicks. And, and the sad part about that, guys, is that I think that's what's going to happen. Whoever comes in and becomes the next head coach of the Knicks is because they are so desperate and they want so badly an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere that they're willing to take a, a franchise that has the one of the worst reputations, not just in the NBA, but in, in all of sport. And it's so dysfunctional that they're willing to take a risk in coming to the Knicks and being the head coach of this franchise because they want it so bad. That's kind of sad. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I know a lot of people want to jump on board and... Uh, discuss what's going on with the Knicks after the firing of uh, Fisdale. But we've got a very special guest who's joining us, Amin Al-Hassan. You see him all over the ESPN airwaves, a lot on the jump. Amin, thank you so much for joining us today. First and foremost, um, in regard to the firing with Fisdale, did it seem kind of odd that this all took place after practice? It's weird in the sense that um, this is the second time this season alone the Knicks have done something very curious, which is – for guys like Steve Mills and, and Scott Perry, NBA lifers, they know how to do this. They know how to, you know, uh, have these press conferences. They know how to let go. They, they've been around enough where they know how to do this. And so that, that's what makes it really uh, puzzling. So I, I, obviously I'm referring to the press conference they had after a really bad loss where Fizz is still talking to the team in the locker room and they're addressing the media. Front offices never do that. Front offices never First of all, never have impromptu press conferences. Second of all, if you're going to have one of those, you absolutely would have talked to your coach first and and kind of had a, almost like a post-mortem before you addressed the media. That was really awkward. Same thing here. You don't fire your coach while after he has a practice when you have a game tomorrow. You would have fired him probably last night, after the game, after everyone, after media availability, after all that stuff and then appointed your new coach so that he can show up today and have a practice under his circumstances and his kind of desires, and then you go in the mall and then you start a new day. And so, you know, it's just par for the course with the Knicks. Everything seems to happen backwards. And to me, again, knowing that Steve Mills has been in this game for so long, knowing that Scott Perry has been with some really successful franchises before this one for so long, I'm only led to believe there's only one conclusion, and this is James Dolan, basically, making them do stuff that they probably otherwise wouldn't do. I'm not saying that they wouldn't otherwise fire Finn. I'm just saying the timing of these things, the, the press conference, the firing, indicates that they got pressure from somewhere else. 
to do this right now as opposed to do it on a, an appropriate time scale. It's it's really perplexing. James Dolan uh, taking over the team, as we know, back in 1999, 2000. Since then, 12 head coaches. 12 head coaches, I mean. And, and you know, you wonder why... You, you've got some of the big names out there that I, I feel whenever there's a huge summer upon us where you've got the huge big name players that potentially could come to the Knicks and they don't end up coming. Right. I, I think a, a lot of it has to do with that franchise stability. Yep. So if, if you want an example, take a look at the Los Angeles Clippers for the longest time owned by Donald Sterling, a revolving door of coaches. Uh, talented players, but never seemingly uh, achieving what they should achieve. And then Don Sterling's gone, and Steve Ballmer's there. Doc Rivers is the coach. Obviously, Doc was there before uh, Ballmer, but they got stability. They have a front office. They have a way of doing things. They're developing players. They look like they have their bleed together, Anita. And what happens? They're able to not only land the big free agent, but also make a big trade for another guy who was very highly coveted in Paul George. And now the Clippers look awesome. This is the way of the world right now. People like to point to markets and say, oh, guys want to play in big markets. Guys want to play places that aren't going to ruin their legacy and their career. That's the big thing. That's why LeBron went to Miami. That's why Kawhi went to the Clippers. That That's basically the drive. That's why Durant and Kyrie picked the Nets over the Knicks. It's because they exhibited the... the uh, the characteristics of a, of a franchise that knows what they're doing. And for the Knicks, you're talking about the worst winning percentage since the year 2000. You're talking about 12 head coaches. And by the way, that's the, I believe that number is not counting Herb Williams, who's head coach several times in there. <laughs> because people get fired and Herb was appointed uh, head coach. Uh, you're talking about kind of just dysfunction. To keep, sum it up in one word. And no one's attracted to dysfunction. I don't care what city you're in. I don't care how much, uh, you know, your arena is the most famous one or, or the, the most historic one. None of that matters if no one trusts you with their career. He's Amin El Hassan here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, so with that being said, there's some speculation. Jeff Van Gundy, um, there was some speculation that he wanted the job prior to them hiring David Fisdale, but they went with Fisdale. From what I understand, right, Jeff didn't even get an interview. He didn't even get a cup of coffee. Mark Jackson's name is out there. Patrick Ewing's name is out there. Rick Pitino is out there. Who do you oh, wow. think, who do you think is the next head coach of the Knicks? I mean, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, Anita. And I'll tell you, first of all, for Jeff, Jeff, Jeff wasn't there that long under Dolan, but he, he was there long enough to see the dysfunction. Some of these other names, though, you know, Mark really hasn't gotten, I think, a fair shake since he left Golden State. Um, I'm firmly in the camp that Steve Kerr did things differently in Golden State. I don't believe. Oh yeah, he just took you know uh, Mark's blueprint and and thrived on it. I think he did his own thing over there. But I think Mark showed enough in his uh, couple of years there that he deserves another shot, and he really hasn't gotten that uh, since leaving Golden State. Jeff Van Gundy, obviously, his record speaks for himself. Uh, Rick Pitino strikes me as a, a guy who, again, great coach, Hall of Famer, all that stuff, but Rick's kind of, he's trying to find a way back in. He's, co- he's coaching over in Greece. So, you know, the way he left at Louisville has left him almost like a, 
on the on the buyer's side, if you will, right? You know, it's, it's, sometimes you're a buyer, sometimes you're a seller. If you're, uh, you know, take who's the hottest young coach in the league right now, say Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is probably a seller, right? In that you have to convince him to come to New York. Uh, with Jeff or Mark or Rick, these are all guys who are like, they haven't gotten the opportunities that one would imagine they should get. And so they're buyers. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And so um, that's, I think, the kind of place where the Knicks are. I think anyone who has any sort of coaching acumen or, or, or future ahead of them, I don't know if you want to go to this place that's completely dysfunctional. It's a revolving door. And, hey, this is an off-season we're going to sign all the big free agents want to sign here. And then they go out and find 17 uh, role players who all play the same position. I don't know if you want to attach yourself to that if you have options in life. You don't have options in life. Or if the Knicks just offer an ungodly amount of money, then you're like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And by the way, that's what happened to Fizz. Fizz got offered an ungodly amount of money. Fizz has more <laughs> Believe us, someone showed me the stat. Fizz made more money, more millions than he had wins as the head coach of the New York Knicks. Now, while I feel sad for Fizz for not getting a, a fair shake in New York and not uh, being allowed to basically uh, maximize his potential as a coach, the guy made $22 million. I mean, like, oh, there's nothing to be sad about there. And that's what New York, the only thing New York has. All they have is I can pay these guys more than anything. But uh, I really can't promise an organization that's functional. Yeah, the reports are that uh, he's still going to uh, to to receive the four year, twenty two million dollar contract. Absolutely. Uh, before before I let you before I let you go, any thoughts on on the future of Steve Mills and in Scott Perry moving forward? Here's the thing about Jim Dolan: he's incredibly loyal. If you're loyal to him. He's incredibly loyal in return. The reason why Isaiah Thomas lasted as long as he did is the reason why Phil Jackson lasted as long as he did. Steve Mills has lasted longer than all those people. Uh, for whatever reason, he has Jim Dolan's ear, and Jim Dolan trusts him. And so while I wouldn't put it past him to, to move on from Steve Mills, I just think that someone who's able to last that long has exhibited some sort of ability to influence that owner and make sure that he's, I mean, think about this. I'll give you a great example. Before they hired Scott Perry, one of the hot targets they had uh, on their sites was David Griffin. The former Cavs GM was currently the president of basketball operations for the New Orleans Pelicans. Steve Mills survived that. Like this is, it was something like a done deal there. And he still was able to survive that. So I think my money would be that Steve's going to, survive this and see it out. Uh, I think because Scott's only been there a couple of years, he probably will survive this. But the next coach they get better work because if he doesn't, then I think Scott will be the next one in line because uh, that's probably the way it's going to work over at uh, Two Penn Plaza. <laughs> All right, so I like saying I like saying the address. I don't know why. I, I know you that. do. It's it's adorable. So here you go, Mark Jackson. Here are the odds right now. 
Okay. Mark Jackson plus 200. Jeff Van Gundy plus 650. Patrick Ewing plus 900. Rick Pitino plus 3,000. There's even Whoopi Goldberg in there at plus 10,000. Of course, that's, <laughs> that's a joke. But if you, if you were, if you were laying your hard earned coin on who you think was going to be next with those odds, who would you put it on? I would say probably Mark, but having said that, because I work with Mark and I work with Jeff. If I were to advise them on this, I would say, I know this looks like the door in. Don't take it. Don't let this because if you're Mark, he's only had one coaching job. He, like, if he wants to continue building his legacy as a head coach, he needs to be somewhere where he can be successful. New York's not the place. If you're Jeff, people remember you as the guy, the last coach who really had the Knicks sustainably successful. Sustainably successful, right? Don't don't tarnish that memory. If you're Rick Pitino, I'm like, man, come on over. Because then, otherwise you're going to still be coaching Panathinaikos or whatever Greek team you're coaching over there. This is your only way back to mainstream American basketball is, is to get the Nick job. And so Rick Pitino, I would urge. Jeff and Mark, I would I would literally, in the same way that, by the way, when George Carl was about to take the, the Sacramento Kings job, I literally told him, George, don't do this. It's not going to end up well. Because here's the deal, Anita. I'm going to clean up this quote because I can't say it on air, but <laughs> bad things happen to bad organizations, right? right. Bad seasons happen to bad organizations. It's, it has, it like, we like to say it's the talent. Or the, no, 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 no. If you're a bad organization, ultimately bad things are going to happen. There's no sustainably successful organization that was bad. You might get it right for one year, and they're going to flip back to right back to the badness that they were. Look at Sacramento. Last year, everyone's darling. They're going to make the playoffs. This year, they're back to being Sacramento. That's the way it works. And so if you're someone who has an actual future in this league coaching, I would say don't take this job. Again, that's Amin Hassan joining us here at 98.7 ESPN. A lot to digest, a lot to marinate in. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Anita Marks with you. Hour two here on 98.7 ESPN. Want to uh, remind you, share a little holiday magic. The 12th annual Michael K. Show Holiday Party on Friday, December 13th. Mark your calendars. They'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings on uh, Route 46 at the Willowbrook Mall in Wayne, New Jersey. The show kicks off at 3 and everybody is welcome. Join the guys this year. Uh, the hit band, American Authors, and Jets quarterback Sam Darnold will be there. How nice is that? Uh, show your generosity and donate a toy that will be going to tackle kids' cancer for children in need. They'll have plenty of giveaways throughout the show, including an 18-piece Italian suit package from Caraco Suits. That's nice. Michael K., his show, Holiday Party, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Caraco Suits, home of the 18-piece suit package. You're going to need a bigger closet. Miller Lite, PC Richard & Son, the company you can trust since 1909. <laughs> I can't whistle. Did you hear that? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> What's your whistle? I can't and I've always like I've always wanted to do that like that woof that like where you put your two fingers in your mouth and you're in like that whistles like we're like I've, I've I can't do it I've tried I've I have failed miserably at that but thank you Kyrie and Roosevelt's that's r-s-v-l-t-s dot com like Teddy but no vowels so um head out to again the Michael K Christmas party Friday December 13th 
if you can. 800-919-3776. Really quick, let's listen to uh, – this is Ramona Shelbourne. She was on the jump as well, chiming in on uh, what the Knicks need as a new head coach. And there are questions about, okay, what has been constant throughout of all of these different coaches, different losing seasons. Ownership is certainly one of the constants. Right. But you have Steve Mills now who has been a constant yeah. – in this operation for 20 years. And has ascended to a role and power that he hasn't had uh, throughout those 20 years. Look like, at these numbers. Yeah. And, and I think, like, you, when you have this kind of prolonged, terrible play, right? When you have that kind of number. How, else, very how else can I say this that? That's terrible. Um, when you have that, that I mean, 400 for, like, I mean, we're almost talking 20 years right there. That, yes. That's incredible. When you have that, like, at some point you have to just say, we need to do everything differently. So they brought in Phil Jackson at one point, mm-hmm. but they didn't change everything. No. I mean, there were stories that, you know, Phil wa- thought he was going to be able to do everything he wanted to do. And even things like from the medical staff or mm-hmm. in the front office, like people that he wanted to do things his way didn't get everything he wanted. And so if, when you, whoever they, whoever they hire next as head coach, whoever they, if this front office stays or doesn't stay, you've got to let somebody have a real clean slate because mm-hmm. what you have been doing is not working. But the big question is, can James Dolan do that? Can, can James Dolan allow that? Can he do that? Uh, let's go to, uh, Gerard, who's calling him from Brooklyn. Gerard, you're up. Hey, how you doing, Nita? Good that afternoon. Was, I'm good. I'm good. Um, love your show. Thank the, you. the thing is, um, they got to, Continue paying um, Fisdale, right? They yeah, well, they, yeah, four years, twenty-two million dollars. He's making more. He, he's making more millions than he did in wins. In eighteen months, his record was twenty-one and eighty-three. Mm, but he's wow. he's getting twenty. Can we mar- <laughs> hashtag marinate with marks? So, Can we marinate not for a second? He's getting. He's making more millions that's than he I'm did like. in wins. Yeah, I'm like wow. That's that's boy. Funny. I chose but, the wrong profession. I, tell me about it. I'm like I was telling um, your screener that I'm like man, they've been through so many coaches. But um, I wouldn't like I uh, wouldn't mind Mark Jackson and maybe Van Gundy and um, the other guy Woodson. You know. I don't know if they, those are the names I have in mind to be a coach. And then I'll even throw my name in there. Thinking, you know, I'll, I'll take the, a couple of million and fire me. And then, you know, I'll throw, the, I'll, go. I'll throw my name in there. Let's go to Paul in the Bronx. Paul, welcome. Hey, what's going on, Anita? What's going on? Good afternoon. Listen, I, I, this don't need to get out of there. You can't have two back-to-back 30-point losses. And, like, think you got to keep your job. No matter what, you know, management is doing hiring people, you have to have the guys compete. They wasn't competing at all. So I think there was the right move to get them out of there. Let me ask you something, Paul. I, I mentioned this just a second ago, and I, I'm just I'm curious. I'm just curious. And be honest with me. Don't don't uh, blow smoke just because I'm a female. Listen, hosting, hosting I'm keep it real in the field. Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. all right. But, you know, Becky Hammond, this is a girl who played for the Liberty. Everything, folks that I've spoken to, her basketball acumen is, mm-hmm. is top-notch, and She's she's been coached herself in regard to as a coach learning from the best in pop since 2014. Would you mm-hmm. would you be against this Knicks team hiring a, a woman as a head coach? I would not be against a Knicks team hiring a woman. What I'm against is hiring somebody who has experience. So if she has experience, let her in. But I think maybe as an assistant position as of right now, since she's starting to get into the coaching thing. You know, I well, really she's been she's been an assistant. Marketing. She's been an assistant to Pop since 2014. Oh, okay. Then that was my bad. Then 
Maybe. You know, but I really think they need to get somebody who's going to be really tough with the guys, you know, have that New York grit that they need because they, they wasn't playing ball. Did you, you hear, so did you hear Ron Artest's? Did you hear Ron Artest's little... All, uh... Ron, I did hear Ron. Let's, let's take it easy with this. this <laughs> Ron Artest. No, yeah, he's cool. He's from Q-Barrow. Maybe as an, maybe, listen, maybe as an assistant position. Maybe they need that. You know, um, so, but as a head coach, I don't know if he's stable enough to do that. Because he might coach one game and start choking people out. We don't want that. Oh, no, we definitely don't want that. Wow, you just took us all the way back there, didn't you? Let's go to Eric in the Bronx. Eric, welcome in. Hey, Anita, how's it going? Great. Um, I kind of agree with uh, Alan Hahn. I I think you need somebody with blood in the ground in New York, somebody that can coach here, somebody that has experience or has played here. Uh, So, like I was telling the screener, I don't know if Jeff Van Gundy would be interested, but maybe as a pair, maybe Mark Jackson to coach the team and Van Gundy in Steve Mills' spot because I think it starts from the top down. Uh, You didn't get any big-name free agents this year, but D'Angelo Russell was out there. You badly need a point guard. You had money to spend, and you didn't even try. That's an indictment on, on the front office, on the upper echelon of the Knicks. It's not just the coach. So I think if Jeff would be interested, him and Mark Jackson are really good friends. I know they work well together on ESPN, and, you know, hopefully uh, Jeff would be interested in that position, and you can get them as a team, and I think you can start from there and rebuild the whole thing. Eric, thanks for the phone call. Kenneth in Queens, you're up. Yes, Anita. Listen, that Ron Artest interview was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I just laughed and laughed and laughed. Can you imagine him being even 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 an assistant coach? I don't think it would work. You know, I mean, I just don't believe it would work. But I do like Van Gundy and Jackson. You know, and they're probably the you know the most popular ones. You know, but I really think that they would do a very now. I don't know if if if. If the record would, would you know would, would would be that much better, uh, because the team just isn't good. I mean, the players are just not good. So you know. I mean, in listening, and Kenneth, thanks for the phone call. Um, hashtag hoodie up. And uh, in, in listening to the interview with Amin El Hassan, you know, he made an excellent point. And I'm not sure, did you guys hear? Did you guys uh, hear Steve Kerr's comments? You know, Steve Kerr was considering. Uh, being the next head coach of, of the Knicks around the Phil Jackson time. And he said, if I would have accepted that job, that would have been me. And we're talking about a coach who's won a championship in the association. And he said, Fisdale, if I would have accepted that, if I would have accepted that job three years later, that would have been me. And so, you know, that's another thing you, you've, you've got to consider is, you know, even if you, you feel that you're a great coach and you've got what it takes and you feel that you can be the deciding uh, piece that, that, could turn this franchise around. Um, is it worth a gamble in regard to, um, at the end of the day, your reputation? Because it just, it has not, it, it does not bode well for, for folks who decide to accept a job and come to New York as the head coach of the Knicks. It just does not. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.